Germany is a key player in international cooperation in the extractives. Through its implementing agency BGR, they have launched the Lion program, a project aiming to improve local procurement in the mining supply chain. What will it take to make the lion roar? I am your host, Åsa Borsén, and this is High Grade. This is High Grade. You think you're rich, uh, but in reality you're not rich. The resource curse theory takes a short-run phenomenon and projects it to a long-run outcome. The most important drivers of investment are the quality of the resource, the infrastructure that's available, and the governance environment. Industrial development accelerates the speed of social change. Creative destruction, people losing, people winning. What we need to fix is politics, not the resources. Welcome to this Natural Resources Podcast. I am here with Nils Handler, Policy Advisor with BGR and Project Manager of Lion. Nils, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Now, most people don't associate Germany with mining, yet Germany has an extensive agenda on international cooperation in mining. Why is that? You're actually not the first person to ask me that. So... (laughs) I actually think that most of our partner countries, um, the extractive sector is really playing a key role in their economy. So it's an important source of tax income and has huge potential for economic development in general. So from the German perspective, like why does this matter to us? It's because our industry and economy is so highly dependent on natural resources. So the lion's share of raw materials uh, are imported and neither extracted in Germany nor in Europe, actually. If you think of the global energy transition, all of these trends sort of increase the demand for certain raw materials, such as copper and cobalt. Many of these, if not most, are located in developing countries with pressing developmental needs. And German Development Corporation is taking on the responsibility of making supply chains more responsible. There are different potential themes for for mining programs in international cooperation and examples would be local skills or multi-user infrastructure. But your program, Extractives and Development, um, has an emphasis on local procurement. Why is it, and you already touched upon it, but if we could elaborate a little bit, why is local procurement so important in a development context? Germany is really trying to establish an economic partnership with Africa. Mm. So initiatives such as the Compit with Africa, uh, which is basically, if you're not familiar with it, it's based on the Marshall Plan that we built Germany in the 1950s. And I think it's a very good narrative that, um, you know, aligns well with a lot of German people, ideally also with our partners in Africa. And it is... Now in German Development Corporation, we're really focusing on the role of the private sector in economic development. Mm -hmm. A lot of emphasis has been given to governance and transparency in the last commodity boom, uh, so around 2009, but we really believe that local economic development, industrial linkages uh, to and from the mining sector uh, are now at the forefront of the political agenda and will be central to German Development Corporation uh, in the extractive sector in years to come. Mm. And how does procurement serve the broader local content agenda? 
So uh, at our sector program, we've developed what's called the Lion Tool, mm -hmm. and it is providing much-needed empirical evidence for policymakers. So basically, uh, if you don't know much about what's going on in your sector, where you can focus uh, local procurement initiatives, it tells you where are the big ticket items in the mining procurement, and it also puts a price tag on them. So it basically tells you how big a particular procurement opportunity is. Uh, so for example, it tells you that if you want to tackle local procurement uh, effectively, you should focus on energy supply instead of local catering. And you know that because uh, our line tool tells you the exact value of uh, each of these procurement categories. And that sort of translates into the total opportunity uh, that you have for local value creation. So it's about gathering data. Um, and, and on which level do you gather data? Is it on a mine site level? Is it on regional level, national level? So it's on national level. We, uh, we are aggregating data from different uh, from different mines, but uh, uh, we really we want we want to show the the total opportunity at a national level. Mm -hmm. uh, still, you know, you can access the tool and see that we have sort of data on individual mines as well. But like these procurement categories, we aggregate at a national level. Mm -hmm. We can also tell you that uh, overall, for example, in West African gold mining, uh, you have a procurement spend of around 2.5 billion US dollars per year, and even more than twice that number, so around five to six billion per year in the copper bells, so that is Zambia and the DRC. Mm. And the reason why these figures are so important because nobody really knew them Uh, you know, we be, before we put them out there in terms of it's these are fragile environments and statistics are not really reliable or robust. Mm. And who is the beneficiary? Is it a tool for government or is it a tool primarily for private sector or local enterprises um, who will use this lion tool? Basically, I mean, uh, really all of the above, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to promote local procurement, the question is, where do you focus your energy? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are a mining CEO, for example, if you want to uh, ensure your social license to operate, you can also think of um, where are those supply opportunities where it actually makes most economic sense to think of a viable solution both for the local community as well as the mining company mm. and lastly if you're like a local supplier uh, you you know you can uh, access this tool online and look at what is the total market size which you might produce for in a given context mm. and you mentioned two regions in Africa um, is the program geographic specific or or could this program be used and uh, replicated in other places say Latin America it's a great question it's actually a question we've been pondering as well in the sense of um, we've been initially developing the program in West Africa but now that sort of we've uh, actually produced these numbers in in two different contexts we are actually thinking about potentially extending it to Latin America, which has a lot of the the same minerals that we already have some experience with. So I don't want to give away any sort of countries or localities at this point, but it's definitely a, um, a direction that we're thinking in.
If you just tuned in, this is High Grades Natural Resources Podcast. And today we're speaking with Nils Handler about Lion, a BGR program to help assess market potential in the mining sector at the national and regional level. To capture scale economics, um, mining multinationals, they try to centralize big purchases, so-called global procurement. In the face of this, what incentives do companies have to procure locally? It's a very good question because obviously the business case always has to be there, right? Mm. For especially to incentivize companies to do something. And from all I know, uh, if there's one thing that's always on the top of the minds of mining CEOs these days, it's the social license to operate. And I really think that uh, by procuring from local suppliers, the mining uh, companies can really contribute to sustainable development and their relationship with the local community and therefore, you know, make a dent into really enhancing their social license to operate in the in the context that they're operating in but also contrary sort of to the logic of procuring everything globally you can also lower your supply chain risks to really make sure that ways are shorter uh, you're not as vulnerable to logistical disruptions you know which Mm -hmm. we are seeing a gigantic one right now with the pandemic Mm. And you can also reduce sort of transport and uh, logistical costs and waiting times once you've really sort of uh, developed and established uh, a local supply base. So I think it takes a bit of time, but then eventually once you've, you know, established a good relationship with uh, local suppliers, they might also be uh, more flexible in delivering goods. And we can't be having this conversation without going into the somewhat contentious question of what is local? How do you define local in in this project? What we are really hoping for, uh, which we consider actually sort of like the ideal case is if you not only have a local owner of a company, but if you uh, create the, the value locally. So uh, what that basically means is not you're not just, for example, importing a part, but you're actually producing it. Um, that obviously mm, is increasingly difficult the more technologically advanced uh, the product is. But that ideally uh, would be the best case scenario to really uh, create this local value added that, that we are after and that we're trying to promote. Mm. In policy, there's often a need to balance long-term objectives with short-term urgencies. Um, What are some of the real-life challenges of implementing the LION program on the ground? I really believe, like especially in the African context, that most of these discussions around local content are still uh, incipient in nature. They're really still a very early stage. And... uh, you know, while we sort of put these numbers out for the huge potential that local value addition can potentially create, uh, a lot of policymakers are really stumbling over these pitfalls. So, for example, just the definition of what is local, which, Mm. you know, you just touched upon, because if you get that wrong, uh, then you might on paper get an impact which you're trying to achieve. But it's really not there, you know? Um, Mm. And that's why I think 
sort of like this advisory work that we do uh, is important because otherwise people based on the potential they see are trying to implement something to unlock this potential but they're not really getting uh, what they're after one way you can really create an incentive for local policymakers to start moving and get traction is just show it other countries which have done something in in a really good way so you might know that norway for example in in the oil and gas sector used to have a local content policy which eventually they just phased out uh, and why is it the case because buying local was just a natural decision for uh, for the companies there because prices and products had become competitive mm. And the mining industry is going through big changes, um, automation, digitization. In your view, will these trends reduce or improve opportunities for local procurement? That is really a great question. And thanks for addressing sort of this elephant in the room. So uh, some brilliant economists such as Darren Asimoglu are working on these questions and what the implications are for the social contract because i believe the social contract in the end is sort of you know you have a very powerful sector but it also has to create benefits tangible benefits for the local communities Mm. and so i believe that the numbers uh, that are out there are really stark and indicate that there's most certainly going to be a substantial loss in local labor for mining operations Mm. and this is actually mostly going to be the case uh, for countries where there are new mines being built. So, for example, in Mali, um, whereas if you compare that to mines in South Africa, for example, which have been long established, uh, there's much more of a legacy, you know, there's uh, like local labor representation is much stronger and they cannot be as easily retrofitted. Mm. And so what does this tell us for the work that we do? I really think that indirect uh, employment and procurement is going to become ever more important to secure the social license to operate that mining CEOs care about so much. Automation is going to to reduce the number of people which are directly working in the mine, right? So like directly uh, laboring in the shafts, but sort of this whole ecosystem around the mine. So, um, you know, the possibly the local catering, um, electricity generation, uh, mining spare parts, um, mm. producing steel balls, uh, producing like health and safety um, equipment. These kind of activities are going to increase in importance uh, and these actually correspond with the categories that we show in uh, our lion opportunities that we identify so i really think that um, mining companies and policymakers uh, should try to focus on sort of these indirect and induced jobs that uh, result from the mining company in order to you know keep the social contract intact uh, and to ensure the social license to operate Mm. And looking more today, uh, COVID has changed the world. How is this pandemic impacting your program? In the short term, I really think that it creates a lot of uncertainty. So you have hugely globalized uh, value change uh, chains, and these are just going to take a hit from all this uncertainty. So there mm. are 
a lot of uh, you know orders that that saying there are logistical interruptions so think of just medication just not being able to get delivered from china to europe for example and also if you're like a local producer in let's say a developing country you cannot even uh, sell your products to other international markets so i just think there's a lot of um actually just foregone economic activity in the short term and yet like in the medium and long term we we really have to like wait and see what uh, the turnout is going to be mm. um, I believe I already mentioned that I sort of my feeling is that a lot of uh, companies are going to reevaluate the risks of international supply change and uh, what and even might be able to uh, willing to pay like a premium to uh, to procure locally because that means um, there's a higher security of the supply and therefore a diminished risk of all these interruptions which we now uh, see going on everywhere. Niels, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks. And thank you for listening. My takeaway from this conversation. Local linkages are gaining momentum in the extractives industry. As trends, such as global procurement and digitalization become more prevalent, local content and indirect employment will be key to secure a social license. Like many of us in the industry, I will be closely watching how BGR's Lion program can help tackling this challenge around the world. This podcast was done with support from the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development and the Inter-American Development Bank. If you like this conversation, you can subscribe to our podcast channel and be the first to hear about new releases. We will be back soon. Until then, so long. This is High Grade.